Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Johnson Yu. Uh, Johnson, let's, uh, let's start off by giving people a bit of an intro to yourself. Sure, no problem. Thanks, Glenn, for having me on the podcast. Uh, always no been a big fan. <laughs> um, yeah, so my name is Johnson. Uh, I live in Vancouver, BC, um, and 25. Currently, I'm a real estate agent um, by trade here uh, and uh, always had a passion for real estate uh, ever, ever since I was a kid. Right, my, my dad was a real estate investor in Taiwan. And, you know, he had a bunch of properties and I would come home after school and be, be like, hey, dad, don't you have work? And he'd get <laughs> at home, you know, hang out with us and taking us to the park. So that's really what uh, drove me to real estate, right? That, you know, it's able to provide you with that freedom. Yep. Um, so I'm working towards it. And uh, now, uh, fast forward to today, we bought our first uh, duplex in Cincinnati uh, and we're just wrapping up on uh, a rehab project. All right. Well, uh Let's let's talk talk about that. Like, let's talk about getting started in the U.S. Let's talk about uh, yeah, for talk sure. About Cincinnati. Let's talk about uh, your duplex. Yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> um, initially, you know, we're debating between Canada and U.S. Right? Everyone always talks about okay, let's compare can can Canada, Canadian market to to the U.S. market, right? And yeah. what we found was we really wanted the, the cash flow, right? Because that's what everyone wants, you know, to get started and build oh. that foundation to to really uh get away from the nine to five uh and so we we look at the u.s market and it was low barrier to entry it was you know the the um it was more investor friendly and also landlord friendly right compared to some of the canadian markets and your buck goes a lot further there as well and that's why we took a look at there and then we had a couple narrowed down to a couple of states, you know, yep. Ohio, Florida, uh, you know, uh, Indiana. Um, and, uh, you know, we, the, the reason why I chose Cincinnati in the end was because uh, it was a stable market. It was a bigger city. Uh, and also, you know, the, the growth was stagnant for a while, but now like people are starting to move, move there uh, and, and rents have really gone up uh, past couple of months, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> And the most important thing was I had a, a solid property manager there. And that's the whole reason why I invested, uh, chose there. Ah, okay. Uh, I was going to ask you that. I was like, so, yeah. so like, I'm like, you're in BC, so West Coast, right? Yeah. And I'm like, you're saying Florida, Ohio, Indiana, those are kind of <laughs> more Eastern states. Yeah, they why are. not? Why, well, maybe we'll jump into this just briefly, but, but why yeah. not do like a Washington or, uh, you know, uh, yeah whatever other states over there I'm going to break. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And I mean, we did look at those areas as well, but we, you know, the cash flow seemed more attractive in, in, you know, Ohio. Yeah. Um, and it was lower barrier to entry. We wanted to start like a small project first, just to get a feel of what it's like in the States Yeah. Uh, before we really, you, you know, put everything in. Right. Um, and so that, that's the whole reason. Plus, like I mentioned before, there was a solid property manager that we were able to make great connection out of, uh, and she really became our boots on the ground. If you don't mind me asking, how did you come about this property manager? Yeah, so uh, I was actually just reaching out to a couple real estate agents uh, around, you know, in Ohio, and came across one who we liked uh, and wanted to work with, and she referred 
the property manager actually. So I didn't have to do any digging or anything online. Referrals uh, are awesome. Like, referrals are awesome. And, and that's one tip I can give to, you know, people getting started is, you know, you ask for referrals, right? Like people, rock stars know rock stars, right? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and, and, you know, you do want to find like trust, but verify, right? Like, oh yeah. If, yeah, like you always want to make sure call a couple of referrals first to ask for advice um, and make sure they're good. Uh, That's so. where some of my nightmare stories are is the some of the yeah. worst referrals I've got are ones that I just got from someone I, I knew or was a guest on the yeah. podcast and I assumed that they were good because of that. Um, yeah. You know, so, you know, honestly, you do. You, you get those referrals, but you still have to do all your due diligence on them. You still have to interview them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, okay. So you got the, you got the property manager from your realtor and then, then what, well, how does this go? How does it, how does the story play out? So, so she was the one who was giving us advice in, you know, what neighborhoods to, to be in and what neighborhoods to, to stay away from. And, you know, we started to continue uh, to work with the realtor, finding deals, putting offers in. Um, and prior to that, you know, I had spent maybe a year and a half just running the numbers, analyzing, you know, analysis paralysis. And what really, you know, uh, allowed me to to take that step was finding those two people, the the real estate uh, 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 agent and also the property manager. And that gave me a lot of confidence, right, in, in stepping in. Um, and eventually, after a couple of months, I think it was three or four months, we got an uh, accepted offer on one of the places. Um, it was actually, funny story, it was it was on the market and then it got under contract within like 24 hours. It was it was a super hot market we were dealing with yeah. uh, back in March. Um, and uh, the investor decided to to not go through with that property. Uh, so we were able to pick that back up uh, when it went back on the market. I saw it in the morning. I was like, oh, okay, let me call my realtor real quick. Uh, so we got it under contract um, and uh, closed on it. Uh, that was also a nightmare getting... <laughs> Get into the closing table, you know? Oh, yeah. So what was I going to ask, you know? <laughs> it doesn't matter. But okay, so closing closing table. Okay, so yeah. you said it was a nightmare. Like, what what happened? So, you know, it's one of those things where no matter how much you, you research, read, or educate yourselves, you know, you, you don't know things might come up until, like, you actually do it. And, and that's, and that's why it's so important to just take action. Right. Yeah. Um, and so got to the closing table, you know, I didn't know that, uh, doing a remote closing was going to be tough, uh, at least from what I knew back then. And yeah. we, we ended up having to delay closing a couple of times, uh, cause the title company needed to get like a bunch of documents in order and they had to mail documents out to, or, or send me an email. I had to print it, print everything and sign everything, sign the lender docs and then mail it back. So that took a while to, to get closing. I remember I was so close to flying down like, and just signed the papers there. Oh, was it because of the notary? Like they just, they, were, the, were you having issues where they didn't like the Canadian notary or what was the, the snag? It was, so it was a combination of, you know, the lender uh, trying to line up with, you know, the, uh, the title company and there's a lot of coordination between all of us. <laughs> And it's yeah. just like a bunch of email threads. Um, but, but yeah, I learned my lesson, you know, it's just, it might be easier just to fly in and <laughs> get everything signed. Um, I don't know. That's a lot of extra expense unless you really wanted to see this property, right? <laughs> it's, you know, for you, I thought that'd be uh, flying all the way from BC to Ohio. Like, 
Uh, well, that's like, you know, halfway like across the country. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, I know, but I do get it. It is a lot easier to do that stuff in person. Uh, I know I've done a couple of in-person closings, but still most of them are a remote. Yeah, because it's, it's you don't want to fly down every time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. Plus, it, it forces you to um, create a system, right? And build yeah. solid relationships when you're remote and, and managing everything from here. Yeah. So I think that's super important because uh, eventually, if you want to scale, this is how, how you have to build it, a system. Oh, yeah. And so think about this. Yeah, exactly what you said. But say you wanted to like do 50 houses a year, are you going to fly back and forth every week? <laughs> Because <laughs> like you think about start putting That's questions like that in your head, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, it would get it would get out of control. Okay, so um, your closings got delayed a little bit because uh, the title company and uh, the notary and yeah. the, everybody just working together. Um, but they eventually everything came together, got this thing closed. What happens after this? You're buying so, this thing vacant. Is there tenants? Like, what are we talking so about? There tenants. Is there renovation? There, okay, okay. So ahead. there were two tenants in. Uh, in the unit, so it's duplex, top-down duplex, four-bedroom, two-bath, upstairs, and two-bed, one-bath, downstairs, separate entrances. Say four-two uh, upstairs? Yeah, four-two upstairs. That's it's nice. a, <laughs> it's a three and then a, a, an attic, right? So oh, Okay, because the attic. Okay, gotcha. So, I was just saying, wow, <laughs> you'd see the upstairs even smaller. <laughs> it's a pretty big property. It's like 2,800 yeah. square feet. Okay, yeah. Um, and uh, the plan was to uh, bur it right yeah um to do some cosmetic renovation paint flooring you know some exterior work um uh and some front porch work um <clears throat> and so we we got it we closed it there were there were tenants there that we had to kick out because they were paying under market rent and we also had to renovate the property right uh, so that took a, a while as well um getting them out but at least we did get the the for the one month's worth of rent uh, and and then also some of that security deposit. So, uh, how how long would you say it took them to get them out? Like a month, two months? Like... I would say a month and a half ish. Um, yeah, just not so bad. It's not so bad. Yeah, it's not bad. But and, and you're only you were evicting just because you wanted the property back. You weren't evicting because they didn't pay their rent or something like that, right? Uh, one one tenant, I think it was the downstairs that didn't and didn't end up paying. So we had to uh, get them out uh, fairly quickly. But the, the other one left pretty peacefully, so there's no no issues there. But I think a lot of people who are like, you know, BC or Ontario investors, let's just listening to this, getting the property back without <laughs> even really cause in a month and a half, yeah. doesn't, that sounds a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, uh, that's why, that's why, that's the whole reason why, you know, there is more investor friendly, right? Landlord friendly. Yeah. Um, that's where we went there. And uh, yeah, so after they were out, we started renovations, uh, really just, you know, when, Straight into rentals, like tear everything down, uh, tear the flooring away, carpet away, uh, started painting. Um, that took a while as well because, you know, finding contractors is one of the hardest things to do. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it, 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 it's hard to find good talent. It's also hard to keep good talent, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, it comes down to who you know, really, <laughs> down there. So uh, to get your contractor, did you reach back out to the realtor or the property manager or the team that you've sort of built and just kept working from there? When I started investing in the U.S., I did it by myself and had to go through the growing pains of doing that. GlennSutherland.com slash coaching. A 12-week coaching program done one hour per week over Zoom from the comfort of your own home. 
Classes are kept to five people to be able to answer everyone's questions. Shortcut the process. Make fewer mistakes. Curriculum available at glensutherland.com coaching. Yeah, so property manager uh, was my first source of, um, I guess, referrals. Um, yeah. And I tried them out, uh, but they, re they weren't really our style that we wanted yeah. to work with. Uh, and so we had to venture out and, you know, go on Facebook groups and go on, go online, just search for people. Yeah. Um, but it's tough, you know, finding good contractors. And and then it was, I think, end of April to, to mid-May. And that's when, you know, it, it was really hot still, right? The real estate market and everyone, everyone wanted to have work done. And that's why contractors were telling me, oh, okay, I can't start until maybe a month or two months later. I'm like, okay, I, I need to get this started. Uh, going uh, for the and when, you, when did you reach out to these contractors after you closed the property or before you bought it or so I did a little bit of reaching out before okay um, good. but <laughs> I should have done it I should have done more of it you know network more like always like regardless if you have a property or if you don't have a property it, it's always good to network right because you never know when you need them yeah. um, and I made a mistake when you know I only found when I found a contractor I stopped networking which is you shouldn't do that you should always build your roster right like you have your primary contract you work with and then you have your subs uh and your you know second string third string so something so I missed. made me think too right if you were you know you mentioned earlier about flying into uh like ohio to do the signing if you were going to do something like that which is first of all pretty crazy but if yeah. you were going to do that like why not like piggyback this on some networking like find some real estate meetups, maybe time this out so that, you know, maybe it's a day or two off, like line it up so you can go to some meetups, meet some more people, meet some contractors because contractors do hang out at those real estate meetups because they want to meet new people, right? So, yeah, exactly. I, I don't yeah, know, I'm just thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, if, you're, if you were going to go in, right? I, I usually don't go in. I Like when I bought my first stuff in Alabama, I flew down there, but I did buy it sight unseen, but I, I did fly down after the closing to just because oh no actually i drove i drove the first time that's a Go long there. Drive. that's a long drive <laughs> <laughs> man it's gonna take me like a week if I to... it, it makes more sense to just fly in yeah, um, yeah. but you're totally right yeah i mean if i will i was gonna go I, I would check out maybe different cities and also network with people right make my time useful there cool so how does how does this renovation go oh renovation managing from uh remote remotely is, is tough right because yeah. Nobody cares about your property more than you do. So you really have to stay on top of these people. Um, and, you know, if you find a good GC, then they'll usually handle most of the things for you, right? But if you find an okay GC who complains a lot, then, you know, you, you have to start managing the GC, like doing his job for him, essentially, yep. right? Um, so, you know, another lesson I learned from there was you, you get what you pay for, Right. Like if you want someone who's more experienced, who, you know, does everything for you, then you're going to pay a premium for it. But if you're going to, you're looking to, you know, cheap out, then then that's when, uh, you know, you have to put out a lot of fires. Um, so, you know, we're still renovating, like we're almost wrapped up. We just have to, uh, a couple touch-ups in the interior and then we're ready for uh, the rental market. Uh, but you know, there was an ex unexpected uh, expense, actually. The front porch, it was sagging in, so we had to re rebuild the front porch. Uh, so that went over budget and also took some time uh, for, for people to come in and take a look. But 
We're almost at the. Finish. I can't remember March if that how that went, but I know that there was a, a shortage of like pressure treated lumber for quite a while in the U.S. So I don't know if you timed it out with that fund too. <laughs> no, well, unfortunately, uh, uh, sorry, unfortunately, we weren't. Uh, okay, good, 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 good. Okay. <laughs> so we went over uh, budget with the deck. Um, for timelines, were you like, how did that go? Timelines, we also uh, are, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like stretch out for sure yeah. um you know it, it's a combination of getting the tenants out finding the right contractors going through contractors and also finding out the the porch needed to be redone um so it's really just back and forth back and forth um and and you know contractors would say hey we'll start this week and then next week they're like okay well we'll start next week or just keep a lot of delays uh yeah. that's why i think following up uh, and, and building solid relationships really helps. Awesome. Um, what was the communication like with your your contractor? Like, did you guys like, you know, WhatsApp, email, regular phone calls, regular Zooms? Like, how how did that sort of play out? It was mostly through text and also phone calls. Yeah. Um, and and plus, there's a uh, three hour time difference. Right. Uh, time difference, right? Because three hours ahead down there. Uh, so I will wake up in the morning. I would usually we're already three hours behind. So we really have to jump on it early in the morning. Um, and uh, hopefully I mean, they don't call you at eight o'clock <laughs> Eastern time. I know, I know exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was mostly through phone call and, and email uh, and text. Yeah. Um, communication wise was, was pretty good. They would send photos of when the work was done uh, and they would just take videos and photos uh, of good. it. That, that, that's uh, good. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, I don't know. What else do, should I ask you? Like um, if you were going you know, for other people who are doing their first project, what, yeah. like, what lessons, what, what pain points have you, like, you, you, you know, you resonate afterwards and you think about, oh, what could I, I could have done something else different. Where, what, if you were going to give some advice to someone who's doing this yeah. for the first time, what, what would you say? Uh, there's so many, but I can break it down to a couple of points. I think one is when you like, even before you're getting a property, you know, just don't, don't just look at the cash on cash return with the cash flow, right? You really have to, pay attention to the headache factor and see, you know, is your lifestyle like that? Like, do you really have the time to to stay on top of contracted property managers, people at the project, right? So uh, that's one. I think number two is be conservative with your numbers. Like, you know, for, for rehab, for, um, you know, uh, LTVs uh, on cash out refi, for, for our ARVs, ARV, you know, right now, especially everything. like <laughs> conservative and also the time as well, not just the numbers, like take extra time, especially if it is your first project. Um, and I think number three is just don't be afraid for it uh, about paying for education or paying for mentorship. I think that's, that's super important. Um, I come to realize now, right. From doing this on my own and um, having, I think people, helping you who's done it before really fast tracks uh, and, you know, avoid all the mistakes. Yeah. No, those, those, are, those are great tips. Those are great tips. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like we, we talked a little bit about mindset ahead of time. Yeah. Like, did you have like some, like um, some moments where you like, you know, just to uh, kind of word this properly, but uh you know, there's there's a lot of stress and different things going through. Um, jumping in too, like, you know, I'm guessing you just jumped in all your both feet forward and took a stab at it. And yeah, <laughs> you know what? It, it is a journey, right? It's a it's a long term game. And 
the the mindset I had going in was, okay, this is my first property. It's just a learning experience, right? Regardless of what happens, it's just learning experience. It's going to get more efficient from now on, right? Like people I know who are investors, they don't buy just one. They have, they buy one and they buy more and more and more. Um, and, and so the way I look at it is it's just growing pains, right? And it's going to get more efficient as you go and, and you're going to make more connections as you go. Uh, so it's okay if you make a mistake, right? It's okay if this contract overcharges you for a little bit, right? It's okay. Like you, then you know from, from now on. So uh, just, but the important thing is to take action, right? Because you never know what you're going to find until you actually take action. I love it. And when you're you're just taking action, sometimes just some of the pieces aren't perfectly lined up. So I'm just curious, did you end up buying this in an entity or what was your... Uh, your yeah, so we had a, a structure set up. Yep. Uh, so it was an LPLC structure that I was talking to a couple uh, yep. CPAs. I know a lot of people get hung up on that. Like, yeah. I mean, what kind of structures should I set up? But you don't even have a property yet. So like, <laughs> just, pick, just pick one. Pick one and, and and go, I think, for, for me. Yeah. Well, yeah, or you have a discussion with the CPA or attorney setting it up. And, you know, yeah. they'll usually have some advice and just don't pick an LLC at the top of your structure. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, you can pick lots of different variations of it. But, yeah, just don't do that. And then you should be okay. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, and then after that, we had to get our bank set up, right, uh, with BMO Harris. Uh, so okay. that's a little bit of time as well to get everything set up. But I would say you want to get everything set up before you start looking like making offers on properties. Um, I know some people do it under the personal name and then transfer it to entity, but I think it's better to just get everything set up. So I think the only advantage to doing that is maybe if you can get like a personal loan that way. Yeah. Otherwise I don't see the advantage to do that at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> just making your title all messed up. Um, so BMO Harris, I, I, I honestly, I don't know about BMO Harris. When I heard that, it might, my like attention perked. Like I, I know, like I, you know, I've talked to them and I've had discussions about their different loan programs, um, but bank accounts there. Um, how was that process? Did you, were you able to set that all up remotely? Um, corporate accounts, personally accounts like that all remote. Yeah. So the, we have um, the LP under the, the business, small business banking with them. Um, and it's, everything was remote. Uh, it takes about six to eight weeks. Uh, and you just, they had to also mail you the docs to get your wet signature and mail it back. Uh, but everything was done remotely. Um, and yeah, it was pretty uh, streamlined actually the process. So if, if I'm going too personal, just let me know, but do you personally bank at BMO in Canada then as well? No, I don't. Okay, well, that's a perfect question. Then. Yeah. I was curious, so, like, would it help if you were already a customer? Maybe that would speed it up, right? I mean, I think it's a di different department, I think. I mean, probably. Oh, yeah. They're different like, they countries, yeah. <laughs> they don't, like, uh, talk to each other. Because when I talk to the people here, the BMO bank, they're like, oh, okay, we have no connection to, to the U.S. And, like, okay, I'll just talk to the U.S. people then. Yeah. I love it. Um, BMO Harris. So, oh, wait, um, BMO Harris, did you inquire about doing the refi or anything with them? Or did you do the refi yet? Because you were talking about doing a burr when we started this. Uh, not yet. So we have to get tenants in first and show some income coming in, cash flow coming in before we before I want to talk to lenders. Uh, and plus, we might not even refi now. Uh, yeah. We might just extend the, the loan we have now for a little bit until rates start to come down um, or... Or if until we find a better product. Um, yeah. <laughs> now you just triggered more questions. So you just no, mentioned no, no. a loan. <laughs> so is yeah. this loan um, like private money you, you're doing? 
So we found a, a uh, hard money lender okay. in uh, California. Yeah. They're based in California, and they were able to lend us twenty percent. Uh, sorry, eighty percent LTV on like a construction loan, essentially a fix and flip loan. Uh, and the goal was to to get that loan, get the property, fix it up, and then refi into um, you know a thirty year fix, a uh, long term yeah. debt. Um, so, is that yeah. only a twelve month loan though? Or how long did you get? That's a 12-month loan. Um, but they they were saying that they have an option to extend it by, I think, another six months if you wanted to. Uh, but it's interest only, right? So we're, we're taking a lot of interest and holding costs yeah. at the moment. Um, but it was at least to get it started. Yeah. I've had to do that once before, too, with a hard money fix and flip or construction loan before, mm -hmm. too. And whenever you need the extension, I think that when I did it, I think it was 250 or 300 bucks, and it would give me yeah. another like three or something months. This is many years ago when I did it last. I think prices yeah. might be more expensive now. And then you, you buy yourself another three months and then you can I mean, do it again. There are for sure a lot of fees, um, but they were only charging 1% on the loan. Um, okay. So it was a lot better than a lot of the, you know, hard money lenders I talked to. It was like 2%, 3%. And it was pretty crazy on the other ones. When you're saying 1%, you mean like one point or whatever? To, one point, yeah. yeah. Okay, one yeah, point. yeah. Because yeah. I know sometimes um, the way the lenders like to talk about fix and flip loans is to say it's it's only 1% per month, right? But it, it, that's 12%, right? <laughs> per year, right? That is, that is 12%. Yeah, yeah, but I know I'm just like making sure that you're not talking about that because I know people, they, they do sell it that way. They're like, it's only 1% per month. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I just double the check and yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right. So, Cincy, you got this, you got the property, you got, uh, you're working on stabilizing it right now. What's the, what's the plan for the future? Uh, plan for the future is to scale up uh, to a quaplex and then the following year, maybe a, an aplex, right? So, double what I'm buying now. Um, and I do eventually want to create like a sizable rental portfolio in Cincinnati, just because we already have all the connections. Uh, we, we already know the market um, and maybe take down bigger assets uh, and raise money down the road. But for now, it's just really building that, that foundation. Um, the, the proof concept. Yeah. Proof of concept. Exactly. Yeah. Cause you know, yeah. like um, when you go to raise money, you're going to want to show them stuff you've done. <laughs> exactly exactly and i think also networking with uh people uh you know who's done it before as yeah. well um i i've been networking with a lot of people down there um just meeting them uh and seeing what they're doing yeah. uh, so you can really leverage that experience that they have that what they've done and sometimes present it in the way that you're part of the the team as well right yeah no i love it yeah Fun stuff. So, um, Johnson, anything I should ask you that you had in mind you're talking about before we started that I didn't? <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, I just encourage, you know, people who are listening and watching this, you know, trying to get started, you know, just take action, right? Start making an offer or, or start calling a realtor up and you can, you guys can do this. You know, if I can do it, you guys can do it, right? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Johnson, if people wanted to get a hold of you, what's the, what's the best way to track you down? I'm on Facebook, uh, you know, I'm on Instagram, all the social, so you can reach out to me. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn as well. So <laughs> anywhere. Awesome. So Johnson, you go find him online, pick his brain. Um, but anyway, Johnson, 
this was fun. Actually, this is one of the more fun ones I've had. And uh, thank you for coming on the, the show. It was, uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was good. Yeah, no and, problem. Thank you, Glenn, for, uh, thank you, Glenn, for uh, putting out, you know, such wonderful content for everyone to consume. You know, you you helped me get started. Uh, so really appreciate it. I really appreciate that. That's 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 great. That, I, you know what? I love that stuff. It, as much as it's corny as it sounds, you're like, you know what? That You know, you have like a... It just it brightens everybody's day. Everyone yeah, likes it, a good compliment. It's true, and and I I love sharing as well. You know, just sharing my mistakes and helping people get started. Like, because uh, when I got started, people were also nice to me. So I just want to pay for it. And uh, yeah, any questions, feel free to reach out. Awesome.